Hello, everybody, and welcome to WTF1 Hot Takes Wednesday. Meow, 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 clacks and noises. Yes, <laughs> here we are. Welcome, everybody, to a different kind of thing. Okay, we are we're, we're launching a new series, as you can probably tell, called Hot Takes Wednesday, where we get you involved. We include some very hot takes from you, and then after each take hot take, opinion, whatever you want to call them. We will rate them out of five. Zero being, God, that is cold. No, but not cold good. I know that every word can also be like good and bad, but cold is bad. Zero is like, nah. Yeah, lemon and herb sort of Nando's vibe. Five (laughs) is spicy. Like what an opinion. What a take that is. Here we go then. The first hot take ever. It's going to be special for whoever's submitted it is. Boom. From Swifty, 8236. Lando will never win a World Drivers' Championship if he doesn't leave McLaren. Honestly, don't see them improving any time soon. Tommy, what's your first thoughts? I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you'll know probably what Tommy's thoughts are. But give us, give us your overriding opinion. I completely agree with this one. A hundred percent. Not one milli percent of, of me does thinks that McLaren are going to win a, a world driver's title anytime soon and yeah I think Lando I'm worried for I'm not not worried yet but the the season he's had so far I worry that um because you get hype drivers don't you with with things and he's been hyped massively uh particularly last year he was absolutely brilliant uh, and he had a decent enough car to deliver but the McLaren is not there this year and I do worry that the more it goes on the more people will start to forget uh, and putting him in that top bracket okay interesting so this is definitely <laughs> Tommy's burner account Swifty8236 welcome <laughs> welcome I I mean I'm I can't say for certain 100% McLaren will not win a world drivers championship they are an incredibly Huge team with a huge amount of history. I mean, then you'll probably say, oh, look at Williams and look where they are. But to say never, like at this, I say never, at this like stage. Recent times. Okay, what's recent times? Five years? 2026, when the rules change, maybe they've got a chance. Uh, but I cannot see McLaren winning a title uh, and minimum until then. Okay, interesting. I would... Definitely say in the near term, I agree with you. It's very much a case, if we're looking at very near term, like, oh, if he was to leave in the next year or two, where does he look to? And that's the question and the the slight concern, I suppose, you'd have as Lando Norris. You know, he has grown up with this team. He's been familiar with them for, for quite a while. He very much is, as Danny Rick would not like to hear this, but he is the team leader. If he goes to a Mercedes for example if Lewis Hamilton leaves he's then got to compete with George Russell for that number one spot and you, you don't know who's going to win win out in that in that and would Mercedes go with such a young driver lineup that could potentially have some fireworks with uh, not their they're not particularly known for their crashes and stuff but they're two very big um, I wouldn't say personalities but per- on track they're big personalities and that could easily uh, bring fireworks so where where does Lando take his nest with all of his eggs? 
And what basket does he does he put it in if it isn't with McLaren? What does he go to? Ferrari? Like where 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 is so he off difficult. to? It's so difficult. It's so difficult because every driver has set themselves in, haven't they? Like Max has bedded himself in Red Bull. George is looking like he's the future of Merck. Leclerc with Ferrari. Lando with McLaren. But the sad reality is McLaren are not top three. And I can't, I can see Mercedes maybe getting into that mix with Red Bull and Ferrari. I'd be very surprised if they didn't, to be honest. But McLaren, I just don't see it happening that, like, yeah, he might get the odd win, but. To win a world championship, you have to have a very, 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 very good car. Can I see McLaren building a better car than Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes? Absolutely not. <laughs> Sorry, but it's true. Well, Twitch Tommy is very much firing on this first hot take uh, Wednesday. <laughs> um, yeah, it's and and when did, when is his contract done and dusted with McLaren officially? Is it twenty six or something? Uh, he, he signed good a question. He signed a long-term contract. At least the end of 2025. Okay, so, so a long old contract. So he signed his life away a little bit. <clears throat> Do you reckon he was regretting it a tiny bit? Mm, I think he's starting to show it a little bit. <laughs> I think he's starting to show it a little bit in his uh, interviews and stuff that he's still bantery, but it's very much a kind of bantery... Um, I'm annoyed, but I'm going to laugh it off. Very mm. British. Well, yeah, we we can see we saw in a you know a few <clears throat> glimpses of Netflix, which to be fair put him out to be you know didn't give the greatest outlook of what Lando Norris is after a bad result. But he he hates losing. You can see that. Like you know, he's very very competitive, and I'm sure this season in particular, McLaren have been probably off the pace more than they have been on the pace. And that's going to be a, a big struggle for him. And I'm sure there are clauses in this contract where he can get out of uh, said things. Um, but as I said, I go back to it. Where does he go? Where, you know, where does he uh, bring his foundations? We don't know. So, I, But the, the, the point is, will he win it's a difficult. world championship with yeah. McLaren? I, I, I would say 90% no. But I'm not saying that there's not a, not a small chance that McLaren could... Uh, could bring the heat. Right, heat rating. So, zero is just off the mark. Don't even bother. It's the coldest iced coffee you could possibly... You know what I mean? <laughs> you can tell I had a, a Costa earlier. And five out of five is... That is on point. My God, flames. Wow, Swifty, you have smashed it. Okay, so uh, go and vote that in the, in the poll, and we will move on to the next hot take. Perez would be first in the championship if he could fight Max and not let him pass. That comes from Manso underscore underscore. And I have some serious iced coffee vibes from this one. Uh, yeah, and, and... I was about to belly laugh then. <laughs> <laughs> Perez would be first in the championship if he could fight Max. This... What season have they been watching? Yeah. Look. Okay. Firstly, let's not let's not have a go at Perez's season. He has one hundred percent stepped it up, and he deserves to be second in the championship. He has done a decent job. He has had to play the team game a little bit. They have given Max slight preferential treatment at times, but that's not to say that Perez would have beaten Max in any of those situations where he had to let him through. So, 
Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe you had a very spicy curry or something, Manso, before you wrote that tweet. Got a bit <laughs> you know, delusional. Uh, no, I'm joking. Every hot take is, is a great take, but this one's very cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People got on that press hype train. It It kind of lasted after Spain when people thought he was robbed of the win, even though Max was so much quicker uh, and coming through. I mean, that was Sergio's... Sergio was ahead, and he might have been able to defend Max with uh, the fact that Max had no DRS, but the fact that Max had no DRS and was still quicker than him and was was going to win on the bet, like the better strategy and stuff, it's like, well... He's obviously like superior and you've got to think as well. Then Monaco came along Max's worst race of the season and he still was P3 and on the back of Sergio at the end, but it's Monaco. You can't overtake the team orders thing in Baku were made perfect sense because Max was quicker and Leclerc was still in the race at that point. And at the end of the day, Checo has done very well, but he wouldn't be beating Max in a, in a straight fight. Absolutely not. And if anything, the last race, him, I know it was uh, unfortunate that he had the failure, but you can argue that's two all now between them. Uh, But the fact that he binned it in a qualifying kind of makes you see why they kind of put all their eggs in Max's basket. Hello, there's a lot of eggs in baskets. (laughs) Uh, in this uh, in this hot takes Wednesday, <laughs> but but do you know what I mean? Like the, it, it's kind of you can see why they um, do what they do because you never know. Leclerc and Ferrari are still very very quick, and when they don't break down, they can win races. So it makes sense for Max to pick up all the points. I wonder if this submission came in before Canada. If it came in after Canada, they've got some serious copium going. No, it was on. after. It was after wow. Canada. Okay. Before yeah. Canada, I'd be like, oh, you know. Bear a little Maybe. bit, you know, you're allowed to think that. After Canada, after the mistake, costing it, and obviously he had the DNF as well, but um, interesting. Okay, so what we're going to do now is, firstly, actually, hot take number one, 40% said four out of five. So that's a very good, fiery take from Swifty. Well done. So we're going to end that. That's the Lando no. one. Okay, so hot take one gets four out of five. Well done, Swifty. We now move to hot take number two. I have a feeling I know exactly. Yeah, I'm going for going. one. Yeah, I'm if going for one. If there was a zero, well. I'd go to be for fair, zero. Did we, did, we, did we rate Swifties? I don't think we did. Let's, let's rate hot, uh, hot take number one. I will go with a solid four. I think that's a four. I'm going five. Five? five. Yeah, of course you are, because yeah. you're, you're a McLaren hater. That's what you are. So hot take number two is now going uh, for the poll. Let us know. Uh, <laughs> it's 100% after like 50 votes on one. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of ones. Uh, so Manso, unfortunately, that is the coldest take. I think we've we can end so this far. one now. Uh, I think it's going to be one. It's on eighty-six percent. Okay, so hot take number two gets a one. Let's move on to our third take now, shall we? And this comes in from Sam Casey 4 Jovanazzi was incredibly underrated and would be doing a better job than Joe right now. I think this is, from my opinion, yes, I agree. I think Giovinazzi would be doing better than Joe Guanyu. I don't think by a huge amount. I'm looking at the season as a whole right now. Joe Guanyu took a while to warm up. Let's be real here. He's only had a couple of performances where you go, oh, wow, okay, decent, not bad. But as a whole, I think Giovinazzi would have picked it up a lot quicker. And mm, oh, okay. I don't agree. Okay, that's fine. No. Antonio 
matched a, a, an informed Kimi Raikkonen. Uh, he was terrible. <laughs> and there's my hot take. Kimi Raikkonen has been washed for a very long time. Yeah, fair. Um, but no, I Giovinazzi, think Giovinazzi was a better than Joe. Yeah. yeah. To, to dissect the first point, Giovinazzi is not underrated. I never got that. Drivers that are underrated need to deliver at least once in a crazy race, and he never did. And it's savage, but there are races that happen that can change your whole career, like Sebastian Vettel Monza in a Toro Rosso, for example. And not saying Giovinazzi had to win a race, but, you know, a P4 or a one very good spark moment from well, as him. soon as he lost his seat that was when he there was a yeah, little bit of spark wasn't there? was it Zandvoort yeah Zandvoort he got into Q3 and I think he then did it but in even Mont- in the race Zandvoort, yeah but um no uh <laughs> whether he'd be doing better than Joe Guan Yu I think it would probably be about the same and then he probably and then I think I think by now Joe would be doing better than him um but I think it would be close, but he's definitely not underrated. Yeah, I want to go back to that point. I was reacting to the part about doing a better job, which uh, is what I... I do think Giovinazzi would have done a better job as a whole. When you look at Zhou Guanyu coming into the into F1 for the, you know, as a rookie, but then you, know, you have to give your allowances there. The incredibly underrated part, absolutely not. Uh, I don't think underrated is, is anywhere near the mark for that, unfortunately, for Giovinazzi. Lovely guy, don't get me wrong. I mean, he should have walked on that fake marina, but didn't, as the Italian Jesus. Uh, but yeah, wasn't underrated because he lost his seat, and there's a reason for that. And as you said, and Kimi Raikkonen's he deserved to lose, good stuff, lose, so. lose his seat. He 100 percent deserved to lose his seat. Yeah. Okay. So Tommy's twitch. <laughs> twitch <Tom's laughs> <coming out. laughs> okay. Uh, so Sam Casey, I think we you know, I break it up into two halves. There, I agree with the Joe. Uh, being better than Joe uh, at this point in the season in terms of performances, but I don't agree with the underrated. Tommy, you think they'll be about the same and you don't think categorically Giovinazzi was underrated? Yeah, this this is... Well, if we're, we, we going to go into the rating, mm. I'm giving it a two. It's not, it's, no, it's not as bad as the Perez one, but it's still not great in my opinion. I'm going to rate it... Can't do halves... Uh, so I'm going to also... It's about the middle. I think I think because it, they've almost got a two-for-one in there, and I not quite agree, but I don't think it's outrageous, the second part, and the first part is definitely a no from me, which I think <laughs> marks it down. It's the way it marks it down, because they've gone in, they're like, Giovinazzi is so underrated, and yeah. I'm just like, oh, you've already lost me, mate. <laughs> Let it out, Tommy. Yes. Slay. Love it. Uh, so we're both two out of fives. It's a, um, a you've, you've left your, your coffee out in the sun for a little bit. And it's a bit tepid. That's what two out of five is, is for me. Um, and we've got the poll going now. It's 50% is two. 31% is one at the moment. So it looks like two is going to take this one. Let's move on now to the next Hot take, and it comes in from Justin underscore Cam 05. <laughs> Signs won't win a race this year. Oof. Right. Right. Okay. I need to... Let's, hmm. this, this is based... Okay. Let's look at it this way. If we don't have 
a crazy, redonkulous race, if everybody finishes, or most of them finish, yeah, yeah, yeah. the top three teams, two teams, I guess you could say Ferrari Red Bull a little That's bit in the league. If all if two Red Bulls, two Ferraris finish, I agree. Yeah. The the problem is uh, this could be this could be even more of a spicy take that I feel like you're more likely to get someone absolutely random than science at the moment because a crazy wet race that's absolutely bonkers, you know, like a like an Ocon win, for example, last year where all the big guns go out. But science, the fact that one Leclerc, uh, that was his moment, wasn't it? That Leclerc was out the way. It will probably happen again. But then you've got to essentially science. I just don't think he's, he's going to have to rely on essentially Leclerc being out of it and both Red Bulls breaking down, I think. Uh, particularly <laughs> Max. <laughs> yeah, Maybe not I, Perez. No, I think you need Max to. to you need conk Max out. to conk out and Leclerc be out of the picture for him to and get Le- a win. Yeah, so another point of that, isn't it, as well, is team orders. If he's yes. ahead of Leclerc, there's no way Ferrari are going to allow he's Sainz too to far win out, a one-two. Uh, so they have to put Leclerc as their front foot uh, forward now, and that is again. Even if Sainz does, it clicks all together. He out qualifies Leclerc. He's leading the race. If it's a Ferrari one-two, which you can't imagine from the form book we've seen so far this season, that Sainz is going to be so far ahead of Leclerc that it will be Sainz, the two Red Bulls, and Leclerc, and then obviously they can't do that switch. Then I just. Because you can see it the other way around, can't you? Leclerc getting first and Sainz finishing fourth. But I can't see it happening the other way around or even Sainz first and Leclerc third. This is a great take because when I read it initially, I was like, no, that's that's ridiculous. And then the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this could happen. And let's not forget, for example, Bottas. Was it Bottas in, I want to say 2018? People will, will, I'm sure, in the chat uh, correct me, but. I think there was a year Bottas didn't win a race. Uh, I think it was was, 2018. And obviously Hamilton won the title that season. Uh, And I feel like that happened with Webber maybe. Yeah, 2018. So um, it could happen. This this could actually happen, even though at first it sounds ridiculous. Um, Yeah. Uh, Ziggle in the Twitch chat said, they're literally 24 points apart. Are you mad? Science and Leclerc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's one driver that's absolutely clear. Uh, <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? Twitch, it's not it. even close. Yeah. You know. The only reason they're 24 yeah. points apart is because Leclerc's had two victories shoved down the toilet. Um, Sainz has obviously had a few problems himself, but some have been self-inflicted. Uh, so, yeah, it's it, the potential points lost for both drivers, if they'd kept all their potential points, si- uh, Leclerc would be... Miles, miles ahead, yeah. Uh, so Ferrari have to put uh, Leclerc uh, first in in this instance. And I was actually doing a video, which is coming out in the next few days, around the most unwanted F1 records. And Carlos Sainz, if he gets three more podiums this year without a win, he will have the most podiums without a win as the record. That's painful. And I can't remember a driver that's had... Well, it's three now, isn't it? Three second places where they are on the gearbox of the driver as the, the, the leader as they cross the line. It's uh, quite savage for him. Yes. So he's currently on 11 podiums. 13, isn't it, Heidfeld? 
he doesn't want any more uh, than that. Right, let's see what we're going to rate. Hot take Ooh, number four from difficult. Justin Kemp. Uh, you ha- you let me know yours, Tommy, whilst I sort it out. I'm going to go with a... Ooh, a three. I'm going to go with a four. Ooh, it's it's a fire take. It's it's made me think. You know what I mean, Justin Camo Five. You've made me think here. Okay, this could actually genuinely mm. happen in a car that is very very good. But if and we've said this in the podcast, if Red Bull continue to maybe just stretch that race pace advantage, although for whatever reason, Ferrari seemed to be a bit quicker in Canada, at least in the hands of Signs. I think Signs said that maybe they were a couple of tenths quicker than Red Bull in, in race trim. But if Red Bull have the current trend and Max Verstappen is Max Verstappen and he doesn't have too many failures, when is Signs going to win? You know, uh, And when Verstappen does have those failures, you expect Leclerc to be the one that takes the victory. And even Perez. Perez has picked up his game as well. So I'm going to give it a four out of five. Uh, let's see. The the highest vote is a four out of oh, five. Yes. So very spicy from Justin Cam 05. Well done. Uh, and that is, that's, it's a thought provoker, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Right, we're gonna pause it's a good one. I think that that's, it's not one I agree with most, but so far, I think that's my favorite take in terms of just like a hot, spicy moment. That's a, Mind blown that's a, moment. Yeah. That's a hot sauce right there. The next hot take is Bahrain is a way better season opener than Australia. That's from Ga underscore R, 1997. That's a, a five out of five from me. Moving on. <laughs> oh, very interesting. Um, I feel like this is a controversial... This is another one, a bit like the last take, where I kind of want to say no, and then when I think about it, I'm like, yeah. In fact, even more so, I think about it. It is. It is. The, don't, the, even, don't even come at me. Right. You okay. cannot say Australia Here's what better. I think. The Sorry, Australian Grand Prix, Prix... Yeah, the Australian Grand Prix is... I love... It looks like such a good vibe and, you know, like a, a party and a really cool place to host the opening race and it's the kind of nostalgic because it's always been that first race but if if you look at just the circuits and the racing ability Bahrain is clear 100% I think it's such an underrated track it's provided some absolute bangers um so it depends I mean if we're talking racing which people always argue that that should be the the number one priority with Formula One doesn't matter about all the razzmatazz. Bahrain definitely better. Yeah, I would. I would agree. Yeah, because I suppose you've looked at it as an overall spectacle. It's a way better season opener than Australia. If you're going to take into account time zones as well, you know, it's your first round of the season. Most obviously Europeans are getting up at the crack of dawn to to watch the first race of the season. That look on one side, we're not we're not coming at the Australian Grand Prix. It's still belongs on the calendar there's a lot of really nostalgia as well i'd love to go uh to melbourne it's uh it's a it is a really cool track and as i say it's it's always been in my head from back in the day the the opener so i think there's a lot of love because it's it, and it, it got away with a lot of rubbish races because it was the first round of the season as well uh but if we're looking at the racing i cannot for a second say that there's better racing around australia than there is bahrain 
Yeah. Uh, so I am. Albert Park falls into that category, doesn't it? Of where the form, the current Formula One cars are just about outgrowing it. I mean, the fact that they had to change it quite dramatically, and it was decent, if not amazing. It made it a little better, but um, yeah, I think Bahrain is a very, very good season opener. I think it's a really underrated track, to be honest. Yep, I had the uh, privilege of going there a few years ago and watching Charles Leclerc have his engine uh, fail pretty much uh, from the lead of the race. So uh, some great memories uh, there, but I, I have to say, yeah, it's a, it's a five out of five from me. Uh, Tommy, what's your uh, what's your hot take rating? Uh, mine will be a five. Um, I'll change it to a four or a three because I know the... Australian Grand Prix Twitter admin listens to our podcast. So if you're listening and if we get an invite, uh, all expenses paid. So, and, so- uh, it's a three. <laughs> Listen to this. We're getting a live insight to Tommy being bought out over his opinions. <laughs> incredible. Because um, Tommy I, is open, no, honestly. But, but joking aside, the Australian Grand Prix, if I had to pick a race I'd want to go to, it would be Melbourne because it looks awesome, like party atmosphere, really cool. But at the end of the day, when I sit down in front of my TV and I'm watching from home and I want to see a good race, I can rely on Bahrain a lot more than uh, Australia, to say the least. So, yeah, I think it's a four from me. Wow. So did, did the check just clear? Is that why you've just moved Oh, wait, I said five, didn't yeah, I? I yeah, say. sorry, yeah, five. <laughs> I was like, wow, they paid you quick. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so both fives from us and the chat also gave it a resounding 64% was a five as well. So there you go, our first five out of five hot take. Uh, well it's done. Really, It's really funny that because when, I'm trying to think when Bahrain first replaced Melbourne, but I remember it being so controversial and everyone was like, oh, you know, this circuit shouldn't be replacing such a traditional thing. So it's really interesting that a lot of fans now are just like, no, it's better. Mm. So fair play. Fair play, fans. Well done. Well, there you go. Let's move on to our next hot take, if I can work this. There we go. Right, hot take number six comes in from Robert underscore Rosman, and it is, if Fernando had made the right career moves, he would have more championships than Schumacher. Yeah, next. <laughs> okay, okay. One this of the is... best of all time, massively underrated. This Some is... of it self, it's self-inflicted. Okay, you need to calm a lot yourself of it, down, I think, with these uh, Alonso Alonso, Alonso is one of the, the best ever. And... All right, okay. Yeah. Don't, don't just give me your fanboy yeps. I need to... Take me through the path, because I don't think he's winning... More than, well, to be fair, I, I guess you're thinking he's going to take some championships off Schumacher or whatever. I don't know. But what, what are you, where's his career path going if he's getting seven plus world titles? Well, he'd have to go to Mercedes in 2014 and just, uh, and not have Hamilton as his teammate again. Um, so it's difficult because there are so many scenarios because you could argue that, um, you know, it's a controversial point, but most of the grid would have won the world title in the 2014, 2015, and 2016 Mercedes. Because at the end of the day, it's the best car by an absolute mile. But where it comes into it is would all of the grid 
beat Hamilton or Rosberg? Absolutely not. Like you have to be a top tier driver. So it depends who the teammates are and stuff. There's so many uh, theoretical scenarios, but in my opinion, Alonso is good enough to have won seven titles in my opinion, because I mean, he, there's a crazy stat. I can't remember exactly how many points is. I think it's five. If he had five extra points in his F1 career in the right places, he'd be a five-time champion because he missed out so close on so many occasions, um, which shows the fine margins. Well, would you say and that's did... career moves, though? Would you say he's just, just fallen short? You know what I mean? No, because the Ferrari was not anywhere near as good as the Red Bull, and he almost won two, two titles in it, so... I think, yeah, uh, yeah, but na- now we're getting into hypoth- like proper hypothetical way. Like, well, if he was in the best car all the time, he would have won a million championships. Like, how far do we go with this? You know what I mean? Th- yeah, the, it's, this like, is Narenka so difficult. Kane could have been a twenty-time world champion if he'd been in the yeah, right car. Exactly. Put Narenka Kane in the twenty fourteen Merc and doesn't have a teammate, and yeah, he probably <laughs> would win the title. Eugene <laughs> Day. But yeah, so oh, it's. It's so difficult. Um, Yeah, the career path is, I guess, the fact that we're in 2005, we're in 2006. 2007, could have easily sneaked that, but obviously Hamilton going into that team, beating him or drawing with him, however you want to see it, uh, and essentially making Alonso move because he wanted to be the number one driver, just sent his career path. Whereas if he'd have stayed at McLaren, who knows what would have happened you know, he probably would have won the title. If Hamilton wasn't there, he's winning the title in 2007. He's winning the title in 2008. Okay. And how many more does he win? Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because there's so one. many... I think there's a lot of drivers that you can argue could... Not a lot of drivers. There's a few drivers that I think could win a lot more titles with their talent. And I think the most of that for me is Fernando Alonso. Mm. Like, in terms of championships versus skill okay uh, so say say this then because he'd needed potentially for hamilton to not be in the team is that fair to say like if yeah. he if he was matched yeah, up against a... hamilton is he getting hamilton was there exactly yeah. so it's hard but wasn't the question something along the lines of if he was in the right the right career moves right uh, career moves yeah maybe anyway uh, that to... robert rosman you've you've Made our brains scramble slightly there with that one. Uh, I'm still going to disagree. I'm going to say it's a two out of five take. Tommy, what's yours? Uh, A four. Four out of five. Okay, let's get Chat's opinion as well. Of course, part of my reason for giving it a two is because I'm a Shumi fanboy, and how dare you suggest that Schumacher's uh, record would be beaten by anything uh, other than potentially Lewis Hamilton in a year or two, maybe. We'll see. Uh, There's been so much dominance that if if you were Hamilton... Alonso and you don't have to worry about the competition and you were like at McLaren right career moves so you just you just literally get all the good luck and go from McLaren to Red Bull then to Mercedes you're winning you're winning like 10 titles yeah and I, th- and I think that goes for Hamilton that goes for uh, Alonso I think Vettel would have stayed in his prime a lot longer potentially could have done it as well 
So, yeah. So many questions, so many theories. And, that, and we know. love it. That's why we love being Formula One fans. We have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> and yet we, and we'll we never discuss know. it to Kingdom Come. Now, interestingly, the vote is the, the majority is between one and three. Currently, it's 31% Ooh. each. Uh, two has got 22%, four has got 7%, and five has got 9%. Uh, so we're going to wait and see which, if it's one or three. Okay, it's three. All right, we're giving it to three. Well done uh, to Robert Rosman. You get a three out of five hot take for that one. So middle, middle of the road take. Middle of the ground. Uh, Fernando Alonso uh, would have more championships than Schumacher. Right, we move on before it gets too heated over Schumacher and titles. Uh, two... Jaden the Tobler comes in with Rosberg's retirement was simply running from a fight he couldn't win, win again. Five. Five. Next. <laughs> I'm he glad admitted we're on the that, same didn't he? page. Did he? He's, I, don't think, I, don't think he's, I don't think he admitted it in that harsh reality, but I'm pretty sure the reason for him retiring was essentially that he gave absolutely everything. Like It, it took everything on him mentally you know he played mind games with Hamilton he he just went absolutely all in on that season to be like I'm gonna do everything I can to win this title and I think he almost admitted like I'm never gonna do that again so yeah I think at five I think he knows it and he definitely mentions it all the damn time on every <laughs> single broadcast. Did you know he was teammates with Lewis Hamilton and beat him in equal machinery in 2016? <laughs> Almost never mentioned. <laughs> there was a the clip circulating where the reporter didn't know who he was. And then he was yeah. like, Nico uh, Rosberg, F1 world champion. Okay. Um, yes, he, he put, as you say, he put absolutely everything into that season to win. You could see the emotion afterwards. He got a bit of luck, but he also was an incredibly good driver. And I don't think we really gave him the time of day when it was actually happening as to how close and how far he pushed Lewis Hamilton in that season. He did get lucky, but then that's the part of Bottas was a perfect example of, like, we didn't realise how good Rosberg was until Bottas came into that team. Who was highly rated. uh, Highly rated. And is highly rated now. Now he's left and doesn't have Lewis Hamilton as a teammate. So Mm. it shows how on it you have to be to be um to be on it and beat Hamilton over a, a season as well I think to add to that hot take from Jaden the Tobler it's it's fair to say that Rosberg retiring after beating being beaten by Hamilton for a very long time him retiring was almost like a bit of a middle finger up to him wasn't it it was like well you can't win it back from me because I've retired and it's almost like the last <laughs> laugh. I genuinely yeah. think that he yeah, took yeah, he took quite a bit of, um, I guess, yeah. I don't know, good feeling from that because he knew that. <laughs> I'm going to go on YouTube now and talk about it all the time and you can't do anything about yeah. it. <laughs> I'm going to do a hot lap on F1 and talk about how I won the world title and no one won it back off me. Uh, it's uh, Yeah, it was a big old uh, mind game that, but. Uh, yeah, five out of five uh, from from us, Jaden the Tobler, and a five. Eighty four percent of chat think it's a five out of five hot take. So uh, well done, Jaden. Uh, that is uh, interesting to to speak about. Right, let's move on to our final hot take that's been submitted uh, over the across our social media, and it comes in from Cam Temporary. Oh, Leclerc cracks under pressure, and this will be the closest he will get. To winning a world title. All right. Well, that's going to be a solid one from me, Cam Temporary. 
uh, I will go into it more than just being a fanboy here. I think Leclerc isn't the finished package yet. I think he's still got a bit to learn. Winning or challenging for a world title is something that Max Verstappen, for example, learned last year. I have been very honest and said I think Max Verstappen is a better driver than Charles Leclerc right now. And I will put my hands up and say Max is a better overall package. I think last year took Max to another level for this year, as we've seen so far this season. Leclerc does still have mistakes in him. We've seen that. And I think he does push a little bit too hard sometimes. We saw that in Imola, for example, where he could have just accepted. I'm in the lead of the World Championship by a solid margin. Just take the points. I don't need to try and pass Perez here. But I do not think this will be the closest he gets to winning a world title. I think as long as he has decent machinery underneath him and he doesn't do a Fernando Alonso and go and do terrible career moves, he will 100% be a world champion. Even if it's just one title, uh, he will be a world champion. And not a fanboy, just passionate. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think people put way too much. I don't. I don't really like or get the narrative of Charles Leclerc being really mistake prone and stuff. Because um, coming from a Max Verstappen fan, he crashed a lot in his early career, and you know I think it was twenty eight start of twenty eighteen where he crashed in about seven races in a row. And I'm sure even we we were doing the podcast way back then. And there were some people messaging in saying like, you know, he needs to be gone like Kvyat and be replaced. And he, like the drivers with talent have crashed like in their career. And Leclerc was one of those, take last year, right? Leclerc has had the opportunity in 2019 where he had a car that was good and could win. And then suddenly that's taken away from you. And just like Max, when that Red Bull, it just couldn't get close to the Mercedes. It wasn't quite there. And of course, you're going to push to the absolute limit. And sometimes you're going to go over the limit. And the fact that Leclerc, um, now he's got a car that is capable of challenging for the world title, he's made one mistake all year. And it's similar. And the you can jump on the whole, oh, he keeps qualifying on pole and not winning but even that i think is a is a silly stat because he would have won um him him and max if he'd had the reliability and even max had had the the reliability even if you go on that um, i still think those two would be miles clear and very close at the top um so i don't i don't agree at all that charlotte claire is like error prone and all this this kind of thing and He's got huge potential. He's only going to get better as well. Um, you never know if a driver is going to have a good car, but because he's an elite driver, in my opinion, top teams are going to want him, even if his, he never wins it. <laughs> but he's never going to, you know, say say like um, it doesn't work out for Ari. He's going to be he's going to be snapped up by someone else. Like he, if he wants to leave Ferrari every team uh, is going to want him unless obviously like it's Red Bull and they've got Max or whatever. So it's, um, he's got a long career ahead of him. I would be amazed if he doesn't win a world title. So no, I also agree as a Max fanboy, Absolutely not. Agreed. Uh, so thank you for your submission, Cam <laughs> Temporary. Uh, we'll get the 
chat's opinion, but I am certainly giving that a one. Uh, and you make a good point. I think Leclerc over the last few years has been error prone, but this year he set, he has taken that out of his game uh, quite a bit. Obviously, Imola does sit in the in the mind quite a bit because it was an unforced error. Uh, but you know, you could say the same for a lot of drivers if it's just one unforced error uh, this season so far. Hamilton uh, Imola last year when the car wasn't there and he had to make up the deficit. You know, when when you've got a race winning car and you're you're fine you're not making as many errors but when you're trying to make up and he's still quite young he's still really young as well and fairly new indeed i won't have any charlotte Leclerc slander from here on in that's the final Leclerc slander i will back you up on that <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you anyway cam temporary uh the rating from the chat is a one 55 percent uh, gave it a one 29 percent two five percent three four and five uh, even though that yeah, doesn't, we had a lot of people. That's the way that is measuring. Yes, I included. I included this one, but you can kind of. There, there were a, a few people because I scrolled through loads and loads and loads of hot takes. Now, quite a few people. Um, unsurprisingly, it's all the top drivers also fell into this category. But there were quite a few that were like Leclerc is overrated, and you know I would say lower than one <laughs> for that for that take as well. So, okay, let's move to the chat now. If Michael Schumacher's exact career happened in today's social media era, this is from Morgan One, he would be more scrutinised than Hamilton is, i.e. 94-97 controversies, getting the Benetton seat after just one qualifying session, etc. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Hashtag cheating world champion. God, imagine all the hashtags. It'd be MS0. MS0. (laughs) Turn in world champ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. World's chump. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be that. That's the thing at the end of the day, and that's why I don't take, I don't care what I say on this. I take things too seriously because at the end of the day, you're not going to get every single person to agree with your opinion. So mm. don't let, you know. I think Max is a really good driver. He's my favourite driver, but I'm not going to go on Twitter and try and make everyone think that's the case. It's no. just not going to happen. If you are one of those that's arguing on F1 Twitter, just honestly spend your time doing something else because people you're just like smashing your head against the wall. And don't let and don't let like those people make like you ruin a good opinion. thing yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at this. It's getting all wholesome now. Hot takes Wednesdays become <laughs> F1 Twitter advice. Uh, wholesome Wednesdays. Yeah. The the less serious you take F1 Twitter, the better uh, is what I would say. Um, Next Mercedes drivers champion will be George Russell. From Spencer no. 077. No, Lewis Hamilton's uh, still better than George Russell, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, but the next, yeah, but the next. Oh, as in Mercedes, like Hamilton will retire yeah, on seven. Yeah, I think ah. the next time Mercedes win a title, it's going to be Russell, yeah. So you I think Hamilton that. is going to retire on seven? Oh, it depends if Mercedes sort the car out. Mm. Um, I would, it'd be a shame because. It would be a shame if you retired on seven. That's going for a Max fan. But um, I think you might. I think you may mm. well do. Mm. Interesting. It's well, tough. that is a tough one. It is a tough one. Uh, but I think we're going to wrap it up there for Hot Take Wednesdays. Um, hot Takes Wednesday, even. That's what we call it. I, I keep, I keep calling it moment. Hot Take. Yeah. <laughs> Either Hots. or. It doesn't matter. Uh, thank you, everybody, for getting involved. Uh, we will be doing this, as you can see, pretty much every Wednesday, unless something crazy is going on and we might miss it, but we'd look out for it every single week. 6pm BST, 
uh, on a Wednesday. But yes, thank you so much, everybody, for, for watching, listening, wherever you are for this Hot Takes Wednesday. It's been an absolute pleasure to bring it to you. We're loving doing Twitch, as you can probably see, streaming all the time. Uh, we will be back, as said, next Wednesday for some more Hot Takes. Think of them, process them, and we will maybe choose yours uh, next Wednesday. Of course, we've got loads of more stuff coming out. Uh, actually, to be fair, our next Twitch stream might well be another Hot Takes Wednesday because, of course, it is not a race. We, we might do, actually, a, a newsy stream uh, as well uh, if uh, things start breaking. So keep an eye on our socials for that. Uh, and if you're listening to this on a podcast, thank you. Hashtag WTF1 Podcast if you want to get involved in future discussions. And we'll see you very soon for another audio thing. All right? Thanks, Tommy, for being the WTF1 founder. Yay! Goodbye. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>